Welcome back to year 18 of Hitcher Stowe's High School Sports Weekly. I'm Bob Adams. And I'm Rex Burr. And uh, Rex, I, I guess we're going to have to start hibernating in the winter. And, 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 <laughs> I was going to uh, say, find a guest to, to make it up here. That yeah. They can't find the imaginary mountain, mountain because it's imaginary. Well, either they don't. They can't find it, or they don't want to climb it. I don't I, know which. Well, I don't know. Maybe they don't want to be with us, Bob. Well, that could be. I've I've lost my appeal, I guess. <laughs> if know, I ever had any. <laughs> I was going to say you have to have appeal to lose your appeal. No comment from Steve oh. over there. Well, Rex, uh, as I was looking through things, and we've got a lot a lot here to discuss. So, uh, as I was looking through things, it it dawned on me that uh, wrestling season, swimming season. Girls' basketball seasons are just about over. We will be covering the conference wrestling tournament on Saturday of this week. I know that because I public address announced the girls' basketball the week after that girls' basketball sectionals start. Uh, Belmont's hosting the, the uh, 3A basketball sectional, so I know that that starts uh, the week after that. So uh, things rolling right along. And even though it's still cold and seems like right in the dead of winter, some of these winter sports are coming to an end. And we will have, of course, we'll have the section, some sectional wrestling for you. We'll have uh, sectional girls basketball. All of this happening down the road. Uh, road. And the boys' uh, basketball season still going on uh, pretty strong. But uh, they're pretty much uh, in the second half of their season now, too. Take a look at what happened this past week at uh, Woodcrest Week in Review. Uh, they did name uh, boys' all-conference NE8 swimming team. First team, Brandon Runyon from Norwell. Tucker Eddington from Norwell. Connor McGabe from Norwell, Caleb McCarty from Belmont, second team Braden Mallory from Norwell, John Gerard from Belmont, honorable mention Matthew Coble from Belmont, Davis Mockey from Belmont, and Isaac Felling from Belmont. And uh, they, they honored Caleb uh, McCarty for setting a new record in a 200 free of 1 minute 49.41 seconds. Girls All-Conference NE8 team. First team, Megan Markley of Norwell and Alyssa Cyrus of Norwell. Second team, Sarah Mansmith of Norwell and Monta- Montana Quandrons of Norwell. Riley Frazee of uh, Norwell was named honorable mention along with Sabrina Wright of Norwell. Michaela Guerra of Belmont and Natalie Dickey of Belmont. All, once again, honorable mention. A week ago, last Wednesday night, uh, boys basketball, Miss Sinewall beat Belmont 63-42. And that's kind of a bad sign for Belmont because Miss Sinwall's in that uh, uh, sectional. Girls basketball is Norwell 78, Whitco 50. Thursday night boys basketball was the ACAC. Jake County beat AC 47-43. Heritage beat Bluffton 61-43. Girls ACAC, Jake County over Adams Central 63-29. South Adams beat Heritage 51-36. Girls basketball on Saturday... It was Norwell 61, Belmont 49, the ACAC consolations. Woodland beat uh, Adam Central 60-50, to Bluffton over Southern Wells 36-34. ACAC consolation in the boys, it was Adam Central over Woodland. A last-second tip-in by Tyler LaFountain gave the Jets a 45-43 win. South Adams over Southern Wells 60-43. to And the ACAC finals, girls, South Adams 51, Heritage Excuse me, that's Jay County, 51-36 over Jay. Uh, Lexi Dellinger was named the uh, Hilliard Gates most valuable player in that one. The AC uh, wrestling team went to uh, Wall. Uh, let's see, that, that was the AC Invitational. Wawasee was first, Culver second, Dwinger third, Adam Central was fourth, Parkway fifth, Richmond sixth, Eastbrook seventh, Frontier eighth. 
Uh, Bluffton, South Adams, and Southern Wells were at the Garrett Invitational. Garrett won that. South Adams finished fifth. Swimming, they had the NE8 at uh, Norwell. In the boys, Columbia City was first. Belmont was second. Norwell third. East Noble fourth. Huntington North was fifth. DeKalb was sixth. Girls into the meet. Columbia City won that also. East Noble was second. Norwell third. Huntington North fifth. Belmont, or excuse me, Huntington North fourth. Belmont fifth. And DeKalb sixth. Tuesday night girls basketball. Eastbrook beat Adam Central 44-39. Belmont all over Snyder 50-31. Norwell beat Jake County 69-54. Fort Recovery beat South Adams 39-33. South Adams without a field goal in that second half. And Southern Wells beat Westdale 60-53. Boys basketball, AC come up with another win, 56-48 over Whitco. And in wrestling, it was Angola 51 and Bluffton 18. And uh, Belmont kind of got a rear end kicking Spanking? by, yes, yeah. by uh, Carroll. Carroll's Carol very good this year, and, and Belmont is on a rebuilding year, and they're, they're kind of beat up anyways. So uh, uh, we expected they had a chance to win five matches, and they won four. So a little bit under what I anticipated, but uh, it was they were dominated by a better team. I mean, that's that's happened sometimes. In uh, boys swimming, it was uh, Belmont 127, DeKalb 49. Girls swimming, Belmont 101, DeKalb 66. That was the week that was in high school sports. We'll take a break. Come back right after this. Welcome back to Hitcher Stowe's High School Sports Weekly. I'm Bob Adams. Rex Burke. And Rex, uh, we were supposed to have a girls, some members of a girls basketball team up tonight. Obviously, they couldn't make it. But uh, well, so we'll talk a little bit uh, girls basketball. And the the first thing that comes to mind is that we've got uh, three exceptional, I think, exceptional basketball girls basketball teams in the in the two counties. Uh, a fourth in Bluffton that's pretty good. Uh, and as you look at these teams, the first thing that uh, comes to my mind is. Uh, South Adams winning their first ACAC title. They've been a member of the ACAC 28 years. Won their first girls uh, basketball title. And they won their second uh, most valuable player award. Amy Meyer won it several years ago, and she played on the on a losing team in the finals. But uh, Lexington Dellinger was named the uh, the winner of the Hill- Hilliard Gates uh, Award this year. And very well deserved. Uh, she had a very good uh, uh, ACAC tourney. And uh, looking back, uh, Matt and I were talking Saturday night. Probably Hilliard's been gone, I would guess, 15, 18 years, something like that now. It's been a good while. Uh, So a lot of of the young people don't know who he was. But for the longest time, he he was the sportscaster in Allen County. Yeah, he was the voice of sports pretty much. And he was Mr. ACAC. Uh, promoted attorney, and they did it. Uh, they used to televise it every year, uh, talking with uh, Kerry Blake along the way. And you know, he said that's the reason Cherubusco was in the ACAC. He said that was the reason they always wanted to, uh, you know, play in the ACAC attorney so they'd get a chance to be on the uh, Coliseum floor, number one, and number two, they'd get a chance to be on TV. Yeah, no, the other growing up, the other sports icon in Fort Wayne was Bob Chase, you know. I, my family grew up being Comets fans, and you know, listen to Bob Chase. I mean, listen to him on the radio, and Bob Chase covered the Comets for fifty years, I think. So, and uh, it's 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 been a good while since uh, Hilliard Gates has done any, uh, you know, obviously done any TV broadcasting right. or or, but uh, uh, listen to him. He had a phenomenal memory. 
Uh, I met him a couple times, and, and the second time I met him, uh, it had been a few years, you know, in between times. And he just stuck out his hand and said, hi, I'm Hilliard, and you're Bob. You and know? You're, you're not that memorable either. I'm so not that memorable either. I'm easy to forget, so... <laughs> I, like I said, I, I saw him in the elevator one time, and I was shocked by how short he was. I mean, on TV, he was the same height as everybody else, and, and when, in, in real life, he was like five foot tall. And, you know, I, I, uh, I, I refer back to the movie Hoosiers quite a bit, but uh, he was in that movie uh, uh, broadcasting the, the state mm-hmm. finals, and uh, they did him up like he looked like, like he looked in 1954 mm-hmm. or whatever. And I thought that was pretty amazing, but good, just a just a great individual, and and like I say, he was the for a long time the voice of the ACAC, and uh, probably one of the main reasons that it was played at the Coliseum all those years. You know, and spe- speaking of that, Bob, let's go a little bit outside the area. But uh, Keith Jackson passed away. I saw th- that we lost week. Uh, and, um, uh, Dick Enberg and, and Keith Jackson both, and you know, you and I growing up listening to football, college football. It was Keith Jackson was the man. He, whoa, Nelly. Yeah, whoa, Nelly. He, he was, once in a while we pull that out on Friday nights when we're doing football games, but uh, he was the yeah, epitome of college football on TV. I mean, growing up, that that's all we remember from Wide World Sports and things like that. That you know, he was the voice of college football, and uh, he passed away like eight, he was ninety years old. Eighty nine, I think. I think yeah. Ninety somewhere yeah. along there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, a couple of big, big, uh, huge names to lose there, and uh, like you say, I think. Uh, I, I think the thing that struck me about Enberg was the college basketball and the Olympics, mm-hmm. those two things. And, of course, Keith Jackson was football. Yep. If you wanted to, if you wanted to have your, your team on uh, TV, you wanted, Dick, uh, you wanted Keith Jackson there to broadcast it. Now, years ago, uh, growing, growing up, I mean, Keith Economaki was, oh, oh, was, yeah. was a big voice on sports. And he's from, he was an Indiana guy. Yeah. He did a lot of racing. He did, yeah. And that uh, I was my family all involved with racing and stuff. So growing up, I used to listen to him broadcast racing a lot. But uh, he was where was he from? Around Western Indiana, someplace, or maybe Terre Haute, yeah, or, something like that. Yeah. But he he was an Indiana guy. So, but uh, anyway, just a just a big loss, uh, you know, here lately, and and. Uh, but they were all old when they passed away, so that gives some hope for you and I. That, broadcasters that is true. live into their older ages. <laughs> I think yeah, I'm, we'll be lugging the equipment up the stairs when we're still. Uh, oh, there you go, Chris Schenkel. Yeah, another one from Huntington. He was yeah. from Huntington, and uh, his his family were, were uh, dairy farmers over there. Yeah, well, big Schenkel name. Over yeah, there. Schenkel name, and of course, I I, I suppose everybody drank Schenkel milk over yeah. the at some point in time. So. Uh, he had a beautiful house up on the lake too, up on Tippy Canoe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was my my father-in-law had a trailer up there, but uh, <laughs> Chris Schenkel. And I'm not knocking my father-in-law. It was a it was, it was a, a nice trailer. It was a nice trailer. I love going up there. <laughs> it's a nice trailer. Yeah, it was a nice trailer. It kept us dry when it was raining and things like that. But no, uh, uh, Chris Schenkel had a beautiful place up there. Uh, uh, probably one of the nicer places up there on 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 Lake Tippy, but. Uh, so yeah, we've we've been fortunate to have some pretty decent uh, broadcasters from around here, and uh, Rex, I I run into a guy. Where was he from? Uh, what did he tell me? Anyway, uh, he had been listening. You know, through your phone now, you can get um, you can get like uh, apps like Radio Tuner and stuff, mm-hmm. so you can listen to radio yeah. stations on your phone. Uh, we have done that, and the uh, station has I think iTunes or Radio Tuner or something. And uh, anyway, this guy was telling, I think he lived maybe Richmond or someplace, 
But anyway, he was telling me that he had listened to wrestling broadcasts, and and he really appreciated. It. He said there well, there weren't many stations mm-hmm. in the uh, in the state that broadcast wrestling, and he had listened to uh, some of the 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 uh, wrestling broadcasts. Yeah, I think there for a while we'd go down to state finals, and there was two or three. But uh, I mean, the witness they they cover some matches. Uh, Columbus City used to have a high school uh, team, uh, the high school department or program that used to put it on, and uh, they've since dropped that. Um, they still carry some things, but um, they don't broadcast it live. They have a nice little piece of equipment. They basically has a little DVD, a little CD recorder in it, and it just downloads the file to the disc, and they get back, and they drop it in the machine, and they, they replay it. But it has to do with the you know airwaves that they can or cannot use. But uh, they, they basically record the, the match, and then they go and play it back, and then that way they can save it. So if people want to go back in and click on it, they can listen to it at a later time in its entirety. So. Not many, uh, not many radio stations do wrestling, but it's certainly become big here. And uh, I believe there was a what was it Evansville, someplace down in there had a had a station that was broadcasting for a period of time. Yeah, um, I know that uh, at the state finals they've been broadcasting it through the uh, uh, Indiana High School Network. You know, that come that comes through the. Fox Channel here and play back to state finals and stuff. So they carry that on TV. So that's the IHSAA has locked down some of those, uh, some of the places that do video. I mean, they really locked that down for the tournament series. But uh, radio guys like us, they pretty much let us do everything. Well, they usually uh, they they usually put out a, uh, a CD or something of the uh, the finals, and mm-hmm. and so they want to they want to control that. I think we can use bit. this from the archives, Bob. But the oldest. State wrestling finals you can get is 1978, the year that I wrestled in the state finals. I mean, they have the CD, and at one of Indiana F- Channel 4 out of Indianapolis carried it that year. So I was on looking at a website, and it's like, hey, I we didn't have videotape back then, so I didn't get my match videotape. So I thought, I'll just go online and buy it. It was like 55 bucks, and comes in the mail, and uh, one of my daughters was homesick from school that day, and I come in, I'm looking for the mail, and she goes, you looking for this? And she held up the DVD, and I was like, yeah. And she goes, you're not on it. And I was like, yes, I am. I was on it. And she goes, you're not on it. So I pulled out and looked. They were covering the state swimming finals the same day, and they were going back and forth through wrestling, and they cover the 112-pound match, and they say, due to time constraints, the 119-pound match can't be carried. Um, Keith Saunders from Bloomington South defeated Rex Brewer one to nothing. Now it's back to swimming, and it w- <laughs> the way they went, <laughs> my match apparently was not very exciting. I got blank seven zero. They just cut it out. <laughs> they didn't broadcast it, so I called mm-hmm. our buddy down at uh, the IHSAA that's in their media department. It's like, hey, I bought this and I'm not on. And he goes, yeah, we'll send your money back. So they gave me my <laughs> money back. But my buddy Chris Malin wrestled, and his match was on there, so. Uh, he got beat, so I took it to him, and we watched him get beat again. Just what he wanted to see, but <laughs> oh, the glory! Right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> that can be our from the archives story, Bob. Just when you think you made a TV, nah, you're not. On. No, you're not there. You're not there. I know when we went down and did. Uh, uh, we were down at Indianapolis, I think, in successive years for the uh, state baseball finals. I think once with uh, the Adam Central boys, and once with the uh, Belmont boys baseball. And uh, they used our broadcast as their tape, you know, whatever they do for that. And uh, I've often thought about going down and I'd have to look up and see which years it was. But, (laughs) you know, having them send me a tape of that, that'd be kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting because wrestling, they have 78, they skip 79, 
and then they go into 80 for some reason they didn't they didn't cover it in 79 but then they have from 80 on every year they have uh dvd you can go out and buy it and the, you look on the archives and it, it's pretty interesting to go back and see those things you know that uh, brings up another point you see a lot of things um i have a uh i, b- I bought the hoosers uh, uh special video uh that actually had the tape of the mile and, and muncie central game on it mm. and uh, one of the former belmont coaches uh we we watched it you know and he he looks at me and he goes they didn't have any help side defense i mean that's a that's a t- typical coach they didn't hi- didn't didn't have any help side defense did he you know? notice that really short shorts on too <laughs> I know some of the some of the guys and girls these days are they're going away from the long shorts and they're they're rolling the tops of them up and the shorts are getting shorter. I saw a kid out of one of the Fort Wayne schools the other night, uh, you know, on my highlight films, and he had some Larry Birds on. Man, he had them babies were up there short. <laughs> I mean, they were mid thigh, so old school coming back. Yeah, if you're six nine like Larry Bird, you got a lot of thigh there to yeah. show too. Some of those so. tall guys make long shorts look short, but <laughs> they're shorter than normal. Uh. So. What a great life, I'll tell you. Speaking of basketball, didn't you say you have a possible basketball show coming up? Yeah, uh, well, we were going to have one tonight, but we'll definitely have one next week. We're, it, it's uh, it's going to be a throwback Wednesday, basically, as we're having some of the uh, older ball players. And I'm talking from the uh, late 40s, early 50s. Were the balls still round then? They were still round. Okay. Uh, yes, they were. Gyms were smaller, though, <laughs> back then. But, yeah, so next week we're, we're going to have uh, some uh, – old timers and i say that because they're older than i am <laughs> and there's not many people around anymore that 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 are older than i am steve is but not many other we people won't tell. <laughs> we but won't then tell that. the week after that girl sectional i have two games on a wednesday night so i will not be up on that night so i have to un- address public address announce we will, well girls. you know what we may do that have that show on the road too or may yeah. not have it at all depending on the uh, section because yeah, i think that sectional game that first sectional game starts at six o'clock yeah, you know, you it got, will. you'll probably be on the air broadcasting one of them won't you oh yeah i'm sure you know, I'm sure that's the way it works out. But uh, so the sectional draw ought to be this Sunday, most likely, because it starts the following week. I know the thirtieth. I just had it on my phone looking at the thirtieth is the first game. I think. Okay. So it's like a Tuesday. We'll have uh, sectional basketball coming up for you, and uh, as always, we will carry as many games as as we uh, see fit. And this 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 starts into our Saturday wrestling coverage. Uh, I, we go five weeks in a row now. We go. Conference, sectional, regional, semi-state, state. So for the next five Saturdays, I'll be talking to Steve first thing in the morning, getting locked up and ready to go and cover wrestling. Uh, this Saturday, we'll probably we'll be there all day, but we'll broadcast probably the two rounds, probably the semifinals and the finals, um, and do some updates through there and catch that consolation finals. And well, while we've got you here, uh, why don't you talk a little bit about the sectional? Who who looks to be good? Who looks to come well, out of that? We're, let's let's look at the conference this weekend. We're we're talking to Paul Guns that we probably have on tape from the match last night. But uh, the NE8 conference is is going to be a dogfight. I mean, Belmont won the outright dual meet um, matches, uh, even though they were defeated by Leo. Leo was defeated by somebody else and through common foes. Uh, Belmont ended up winning it. But each team has four or five really strong kids, and it's going to be a dogfight. And I think. The tournament will be won by the teams who score the most wrestle back and advancement points from those kids in the loser bracket. I mean, you're all everybody's going to get their first upfront points, their pin points, and their advance points from their studs. 
But it's those guys that come back and work hard through the wrestlebacks and score points and pin points. I mean, if, if you got a wrestleback match and you can pin a guy and you score those extra pin points in there, that's that makes a difference and that's who's going to win that conference tournament. But uh, so Belmont right now has a half of the conference title because they won the dual meet conf- uh, outright. But uh, then they get into the uh, dual meet tournament or the tournament to determine the conference championship, uh, they could share that with somebody else if they don't win it outright. And uh, they're a little beat up, a little banged up, but I'm I'm thinking that uh, Carter Freet may be back off injury. They're talking that he may be able to wrestle in conference, but uh, they're thinking sectional for sure. And then we start looking at sectional, and sectional is the same thing. Adams Central, Belmont, South Adams, Norwell. Um, there's some uh, other teams, some have some individuals coming in there. But uh, Jay County's got some tough kids, and um, that's going to be a dogfight as well. Jay County's pretty solid this year, and um, they're going to come in, and everybody's going to battle for – I mean, if if you come out of there with three champions, you're probably going to be lucky as a team. So it's probably more equitable this year than it has been for a good while. I mean, nobody's going to walk away with it. It's going to be within you know a handful of points. Rex, changing the subject slightly um, – Lexi Dellinger was named the MVP of the ACAC. Earlier, she had surpassed 1,000 points, and then a little later, she became the all-time leading girls scorer at, at South Adams. Gracie Hunter broke the 1,000 points as a junior, and, uh, of course, she's got a good uh, – she's got another year to go, yeah. and she's got a good chance of breaking the uh, – uh, scoring record there at Belmont, but one of her one of her teammates' mother was also a thousand point scorer, and she was a stud, and she probably holds the score uh, scoring record there with Lindy Jones, you know, Kip Jones's little sister, as I th- refer to as that, because she grew up on a corner from me, yep. just down a corner from me, yeah. right yeah. over there, and um, you know that's quite the pedigree to follow as well. Um, and she's got a daughter, yeah, pretty good player too. Yeah, so at Belmont, so but anyway, congratulations to both of them. Uh, Grace Hunter is only the third basketball player in the county to break a thousand points as a junior. Okay. Seth Coclaser was one. Natalie Young was the second. Yeah, she um, also is just the third girl from Belmont with Lindy Jones and uh, Lindy Jones filling and uh, Krista Ranking <laughs> yep. as is the other thousand point scorer for Belmont. Uh, it used to be each school had two, but I, now I think uh, South Adams and Belmont have have three apiece now. Bob, you you wouldn't believe how hard it was to stop a basketball game to make a presentation to her. Um, Mr. Manus, you know, he was all ready to go. They had the ball all painted up, and it was all ready to go, and he had it sitting back in the, the media room. And he came out and told the scorekeeper, and he told Mary and I, and everybody said, she needs 11 points. When she started getting close, I need to know, so we'll be ready to go. So... She hits a couple points early, and she gets a couple steals, and she's to, she's to like eight points in the first minute or so of the game, and we're like, we're giving him the signals, got eight points, so she's got eight points. So he walks out and he stands in the lobby, and he's waiting. The other team goes down the floor. She steals the ball, comes out and hits a three pointer, and puts her, gives her eleven points. She's got her thousand points, and he was stunned. And he goes back to get the ball. He comes out trying to get the ball over there. They go down. She steals the ball again. Goes down. And hits a layup. So she's she's like th- thirteen. So she got a thousand and two points before he can get out there. It comes down to the quarter changing. So we figure, okay, time out for the quarter. Get it here. Well, nobody tells the cheerleaders that Grace Hunter is going to get this presentation. So they come out and they do their little cheer, and we're like, come on, get your cheer done. We got some award to do. Next thing you know, the band director is ready to rock. 
and usually as soon as the trailer's done in, he plays a song, and we're whistling at him, and finally I was telling him, hey, don't play anything. So by the time they got done, they go out, give Grace the award, give the presentation, but it's amazing how hard it is to stop a game and get a girl her 1,000-point ball. You know, she was 1,002 by the time I got the ball to her. Uh, I think at the uh, when uh, uh, Dellinger set the school record there at South Adams, uh, her coach called a timeout yeah. right away, and and they were able to make that present. Well, I think Grace scored him so fast that the Belmont coaching staff <laughs> didn't know how many she had, and we're like, that's a thousand right there. That's a thousand. We couldn't get anybody's attention. Everybody's going on, and half the crowd was going, what's going on here? And, you know, we we didn't make a, the announcement before the game. You know, it kind of be a surprise, and then. You know, we did get it in. That quarter break lasted a little bit longer than normal, but uh, you know, take care of. Usually, on something like that, the referees will work with you a little bit. Well, yeah, we'd told the referees before, and we knew it. But it's one of those bang bang things happens right afterward. You know, because she's a player, she didn't think. Well, when I get my thousand points, I'm going to stop playing so I get the get my yeah. award. She <laughs> get to steal, rush down, hits the layup. So it, it was, it was yeah. an interesting thing. It was an amazing thing to watch. I mean. A thousand points, like we talk about some of the old time players that scored it before the, th- the three point line was there. That is impressive. Oh, yes. Yes, it is. I know when uh, Jack Meyer, he was the first player in the county to score a thousand points that we were able to document, uh, he needed like 25 points going into sectional. I don't remember exactly the amount, but he needed a few points going into the sectional game. He actually missed the first sectional game because he was sick. <laughs> and so he had to rely on his teammates to to win it. I think he had maybe like 998 or something, and he ended up with 1023. Next game out, he scores 25 points and goes over it. And, and you know, that, that set the record. But his record only lasted for a year. And then another uh, uh, player from his school broke it. And then Geneva had three or four. And that seemed to, what seemed year to break that. What time frame that would have been 52, 53, 54, long in there, 55 for Geneva, 56. They had some great players. And uh, but, uh, Decatur only ended up with 1,000-point score. Yeah, J- Joe Wilder? Uh, it was, uh, well, that was Decatur Catholic. Okay. It was uh, uh, Bolenbacher. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, uh, before about 1950 or 52, there were only seven documented 1,000-point scores in the state. Mm-hmm. And there were a few that claimed they had that many, but looking back, it just is. That, is that like the old schools used to have that mythical state championship? Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. my yeah. mother-in-law, she she went to Central Catholic in Fort Wayne and said they were mythical state champions. And I was like, how are you myth- mythical state champions? You just said, hey, we would have won the state this year if we'd have played. <laughs> okay, you're mythical yeah. state champions. <laughs> well, you know, the Decatur girls uh, claimed a mythical state championship like in 1920 or 21. And, of course, there was a, a team from Wabash. They were called the Wabash Snowballs. They were a high school team, and they claimed it. And they had, uh, you know, back then they, uh, only you, you played six-on-six six in girls' basketball, and three of the girls had to stop at the 10-second line, and then the other three were offensive players. So could I claim a mythical state wrestling championship? Sure, why not? All I would have had to do is score eight more points in that match. There you go. A mythical, there you go. I could be the mythical state champion. <laughs> there, were, there were girls, though, that uh, – <laughs> Uh, back in the early days, actually, when when basketball first started, a lot of boys would not play basketball. They considered it a sissy sport. You played football or you wrestled or you did something like that. But uh, back in the early days of girls' basketball, and I'm talking in the teens and 20s, there were girls that were scoring. There was one girl who scored 124 points the game and several others that scored over 100. Well, you only had three players for me. It was basically three on three at each end. And, of course, if you were a defensive player, you never got to shoot the ball. 
so you wouldn't score any points. But uh, that's the way it was. But that's that's the reason why there were some huge totals. And every year you had somebody in, in a different part of the state claim, claiming a, a mythical state championship because they beat 11 other teams. And, of course, they might play one team four or five times and just wallop the tar out of them each time. Now, Bob, I don't watch a lot of basketball special programs, but I've watched the um, uh, ESPN program where Reggie Miller was on, Indiana Pacer, and he was talking about the night he scored 50 in a high school game, and he was so proud of it. And his sister Cheryl, who was a phenomenal basketball player, had played her game in another place. So the mom went one place and the dad went the other place. And the dad had picked Cheryl up and they come by and pick Reggie up and they're going to go home. And he's all cocky and he's bragging to his sister. And he said, I scored 50 tonight and I did 50. And he's like that. And he said, How would you get? She said, 100. <laughs> he said, That really takes the window yourself. Oh, yeah. You hit your 50 and your sister scores 100 points in a, in a basketball game. You remember that playoff game, I think it was against the Knicks, that uh, he basically scored 93 points. No, not 93, but anyway, he scored a bunch of points there in like 10 seconds. Yeah, and I've heard that one too, that in that same program, he the, the people were leaving the, the place. He scored, I think he scored six or seven points in like 30 seconds. Yeah. You know, he stole an inbound and, and then three. he gave the old choke yeah, sign to, to him. Spike Lee. <laughs> yeah, that, that caused some problems, but Reggie's a great Pacer player. When we got, when's the next Pacer game, Steve? We got one coming up this week? Tomorrow night. Who they got? Trailblazers. Pacers have been doing extremely well, particularly now there. since they got Olin Depot back. Yeah, they're on their West Coast tour this week, I think, to all, all road games. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, we'll take a break. Come back with uh, the preview of the coming week right after this. Welcome back to Hitcher Stoves High School Sports Weekly. It's now time for our weekly preview. This week, Thursday, January 18th, tomorrow night in swimming, it's Adam Central at Belmont. Bluffton at Wabash, Blackford at South Adams, and girls basketball Eastbrook at Bluffton. Friday the 19th, girls basketball, it's Hunk North at Belmont, Norwell at New Haven. In swimming, ACAC diving at Jay County. In boys basketball, Bluffton at AC, Norwell at Belmont, South Adams at Jay County. Dale Norwell at Belmont game is a makeup game from uh, from the 12th. Okay. Which one you co- you covering one of those? I, I don't know yet. Hmm. I don't know. Also, you'll have South Adams at Jay County. Then you'll have Daleville at Southern Wales. Saturday, January 20th, boys basketball. Belmont will be at Huntington North. New Haven at Norwell. Wrestling, Belmont, Norwell will be at the NE8 up at East Noble High School. And AJ and I will be there covering the semifinals and the finals of that tournament. Adams Central, Southern Wales, South Adams, Bluffton will be at the ACAC at Woodland High School. In swimming, the ACAC will be at Jay County. Uh, Also... Oak Hill will be at Norwell. In girls basketball, Bluffton and Heritage, Woodland and South Adams, Southern Wells at Jay County. Tuesday, January 23rd, boys basketball, Belmont at Manchester. AC at Eastbrook, Bluffton at Wabash, Norwell at Northfield. In wrestling, East Noble will be at Belmont. I don't know, that must be junior high. Might be. I think so, because it'll all be over by then. Um, girls basketball, Blackford at AC, Marion at Bluffton, Norwell at Lures. Swimming, Dwinger at AC, Norwell at Bluffton, and South Adams at Delta. And Wednesday, January 24th, a week from tonight, girls basketball, South Adams will be at Cherubusco, and Southern Wells will be at Southwood. Well, thank you very much. And it's now time from uh, for From the Archives, pre- presented by Whistle Stop. And, uh, you know, we were talking off the air, the, the uh, three best ball handlers that we ever saw. And I, I said Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, 
and uh, Pete Maravich, and you mentioned Curly Neal with the uh, Globetrotters. He didn't always have as much defense playing against him, so it was, you know, <laughs> the Washington Generals just weren't quite as, as tough a defensive team to maybe maybe he, that uh, dribbling display was probably not as accurate as like uh, some of the other plays you mentioned. You know, uh, I can remember growing up, the, the uh, Globetrotters would come to Hartford City every year. I'm sure that was the highlight of their trip. I but, saw them uh, in Fort Wayne three or four times. Yeah, probably. and uh, come to Hartford City, and that gym in there was straight up and down. It held a lot of people. They they held the sectional there a lot of years, but uh, it was straight up and down. But uh, it was always great to see those guys come in. First of all, because we didn't have uh, – and, until we got in the sectionals, we didn't have – there weren't many blacks living in in Delaware County outside of uh, uh, of uh, Muncie, so we we never had the chance to see that kind of athlete, that kind mm-hmm. of athletic athleticism, and so it was always fun to see him. And uh, you can bet your bottom dollar we didn't see many seven footers, and they always had a seven footer or two on the team. Well, Chamberlain played with him for a, before. He, yeah, before he went, went uh, pro. pro. Yeah, so they were always a lot of fun to watch. And yeah, they're great entertainers. And I think I heard one time that they did. Oh, like. 45 shows a year or something i mean they were they were someplace every yeah. every week doing someplace so yeah so they they traveled around quite a bit and and uh abe sapperstein was the guy's name that uh, started him and, and ran him for several years so so anyway that's uh from the archives and i don't uh by the way if you get a chance i know the uh the uh youtube clip of larry bird is is there uh, highlights of his career, and and uh, Pete Maravich has got one, and I, I'm sure I've never looked up Magic Johnson, but I'm sure he's got one or two on there. My brush with greatness and Larry Bird, two years ago at the state finals for wrestling, is in between sessions, and you know they closed the place down, they ran everybody out, so I was going to walk someplace to get something to eat. Um, I was walking by Market Score, um, by Bankers Life Fieldhouse, and there's like a guardhouse, and there's a driveway that comes up out from underneath the building. And I started to take a step out in the corner of my eye. I saw something coming. I stepped back, and a big white Cadillac Escalade come blasting up out of the hole and got right to me and stopped and looked at me like y'all about ran me over. And look, it was Larry Bird. You know, <laughs> he has a very distinctive profile. Oh yeah. And I, I knew it was Mr. Bird. And he out around the corner, and I looked at the guard in the gate and said, "Was that Bird?" And he goes, "Yes, it was." I said, "I almost got ran over by Larry Bird." He said, "Yes, you did." So that's my brush with greatness for Mr. Oh, Bird, so. we were down there one time and saw uh, David Thompson. Uh, I never did like David Thompson, but we didn't see him down there. Yeah, we state finals uh, last year. I think Pacers were practicing out in the, the auxiliary gym, or um, because you know they can't have a game that weekend, but they're practicing. A couple of the guys can walk out and. You know, you think you see tall guys around. Yeah, but see, anyway, those guys are tall. <laughs> you know, those guys six ten, seven foot. I mean, those those guys really tower over you. Everybody out there is probably six nine, six ten, oh, along yeah. in there, seven foot, and uh, they 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 don't look like it on TV because they're all together. But you go up. We were down at uh, Atlanta, Indiana. They have a big festival every fall. Uh, back when my mom could still get around, and and she turned around. And walked right into Rick Schmitz, and she hit him at belt level. <laughs> I mean, it was like he was looking down from his seven foot two or whatever. And didn't Schmitz have a, a kid playing for Zionsville? Last yeah, he year played uh, played for Sean B- Music. Yeah, yeah he, he was, was a seven, seven footer. footer. I think he ended up going to prep school. Okay. I, I think I, I I could be wrong, but uh, yeah. So it's amazing. Yeah, she hit him right at uh, belt buckle level, looked up and said, 
my you're tall <laughs> so yeah you get a bunch of those guys together it's hard to tell how tall they are till you till you see them uh uh we've been fortunate enough to run into uh oh kent benson a couple of times and he's only 6'11 mm-hmm. now so but uh yeah. still a big guy everyone saw the 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 guy that played for uh, east noble that went pro miller miller yeah he ha- has a big golf tournament every year and there's always pictures whenever he has his is a celebrity golf tournament. He's standing yeah. next to guys, and he's he's like six eleven, but but he's very large. He's a big, thick guy too. Yeah. And he, they say he can hit a golf ball a ton. Got a lot of leverage and all sure. that length. He got a six foot golf club <laughs> he swings too, probably. So okay, we'll take another break. Come back and talk about uh, uh, what. Let's see what we got left here. Let's talk about uh, the first bank of burn point after when we get back. High School Sports Weekly, and we apologize for not having guests. We thought we had some lined up, we, but we it didn't just, have guests. Bob, you and I talked for an hour. I know, <laughs> I know. That's easy to do. My wife says anyway, easy for me. But uh, so anyway, next week it's it's going to be kind of a throwback uh, throwback show. We're having some old guys uh, older than I am. I I don't know if I ought to call them old or not, but. Let's just say they they are older than I am. Some we'll, we'll former basketball players. And uh, the the, uh, the the leader of this this group, his idea was to talk about some of the great players that come out of Adams County back in the day, back when uh, your grandparents played. So uh, that that should be interesting. Of course, well, my grandparents wouldn't play because my father was five three and his father was five two, so oh, they didn't okay. play basketball. <laughs> Back in the day when your grandfather's friends played. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I had the same problem. I come from a long line of uh, short Germans. so <laughs> Long line of short And Irish, people. yes. So let's see. Germans like beer. Irish like beer. So you know what? A long line of German-Irish beer drinkers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, what the heck. Um, time for the, the point after and... Uh, Rex, we got to point out that the, the 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 weather that we have been going through has just been kind of absurd, even even for an Indiana winter. Uh, yesterday, I don't know that even it, it, if it made it above zero, it didn't make much above zero, and uh, that makes it tough. You know, if you're traveling on a bus, a school bus, to get to a place, uh, just walking from the bus to the uh, gym. I know when I come out last night, come out of the uh, uh, South Adams Fort Recovery Bowl game, it was. It was brutal. The wind was kicking up, and wind chill factor was probably, you know, well below zero. Well, somebody last week, you know, they set out uh, coming up on the anniversary of the 78 blizzard, and it said, if you remember this, you know, reply or whatever, I remember it. I mean, that was my junior year of high school, and um, the roof of Belmont High School caved in, and school was shut down for like two weeks. We were trying to get ready for – wrestling tournaments and we're trying to cut weight and they wouldn't let us into school and so we finally got in because they'd sectioned off half the gym so i mean they were working in one area and they, they let us in but this conference tournament came up and we couldn't get into school to work out and the conference tournament had been seated and i think we had eight or nine first seeds in the tournament so we tried to talk aj and just call him up and say just send us our ribbons in the mail because we don't feel like driving to east noble <laughs> to get them but they made us go up there and we had nine champions so you know <laughs> it worked out. out. It worked out. I uh, uh, I lived on the well out the speedway then, and uh, 
we ended up, my wife was babysitting for eight or nine different kids, so we ended up with eight or nine different kids for like four or five days. And when we were finally able to get out, we had a can of lima beans. That's all we had left to eat in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we were fortunate. I mean, we, we got by. Uh, I do remember that Indianapolis did not have much in the way of snow removal equipment. And uh, my brother came into town. He was in the service, came into town on a Greyhound bus. And I had to drive from Speedway to downtown Indianapolis to pick him up. And it took me all day to get down there and get back <laughs> because there was only like two roads open, you know. And yeah, it was pretty I, ridiculous. I, I remember you'd, you'd walk down a street and there'd be a bare street and then a drift to totally engulf the car. Yeah. And you could see like the antenna sticking out of the car up top. I mean, it... It's nothing like I've never I've never seen again since the seventy eight blizzard. Eighty two got a little close, but seventy eight was definitely oh seventy eight was the yeah. worst that I can remember. My in laws lived on High Street, and um, it was uh, the south inbound road to the hospital, so the county had to keep that clear. And they came out with payloaders and stacked up snow. And I I think we measured it, it was seventeen feet tall by the time they got in stacking me. it up because. There's a big drift that come right off this one hill, and they had to keep it open so the EMS could get through there. And it, we stood up on, we lay down on top of that drift and looked down in, into the gully. That it was, I mean, kids today just don't can't fathom that kind of snow. It just was a freak thing. I remember um, uh, I was over in Lafayette and coming across. I, I don't know, it might have been. Uh, let's see. 14 or 16 or something like you know, one of the highways that runs east and west and there's a little town there that uh, there's a, a, a pretty sizable railroad crossing and there was a there was a wreck there and they had this road this road the snow was stacked up on either side so you couldn't see and no wonder there was a wreck there because the guy obviously couldn't and you know it was 14 below zero or whatever <laughs> so he had his windows rolled up but obviously he didn't hear the train and it was in a, it on a, it was on a state highway but it was in it was a marked crossing, but it didn't have any lights, warning lights, or anything like that. And I, I believe it was a dump truck, and, and the dump truck and the train kind of tangled, and it derailed the train and all this. They were still cleaning that up, like, in the March and April. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was pretty amazing, and we haven't, fortunately, haven't seen that uh, kind of weather, but, uh, uh, and hopefully we'll never see it again. Well, we had some friends that had some snowmobiles, and uh, one of my buddies' uh, brother had a four-wheel drive truck, and... We was able to get out to the country and get the snowbills, and then we brought, brought the snowbills back into town, and we were running errands. We'd go to all the friends' house and make, a, like, a grocery list, and we'd go to the grocery store on a snowbill and haul them back their groceries and stuff, and just whatever they could get, because the grocery store started running out of food because the semis couldn't get in to bring new yeah. distri- distribution lines to them. So it was, it was interesting, but it was fun. I mean, it was I had a blast. I remember they had just about gotten things cleaned up, and it was probably in the February, maybe mid-February. We went out. Uh, uh, my daughter was in diapers then, and we had needed some diapers, so I'd gone out to a Kroger store to get some diapers, and they were crowded because they had predicted a couple inches of snow that night. I mean, this place was nuts. And they had people, uh, TV interviewers out there, and the guy goes, what are you stocking up for for this next blizzard night? Well, my daughter needed some diapers. That's all I need, you know. <laughs> well, the interesting thing was that the roof of the high school caved in right at the main intersection where all four sections of the school come together. That That's where it happened to collapse. Well, the thing I remember is that they brought, like, little bobcats in there to use to haul the snow and stuff out. So for, like, a month after we get back into school, it smelled like diesel fuel in there. Yeah. We were running a diesel bobcat in. That 
that sticks in my mind. <laughs> Smelling diesel school in a high school. So, okay. Well, we've got uh, one more segment to go, so we'll run it now. And Graber Insurance presents the prognosticators. And uh, Rex, uh, tell me how you think this uh, this uh, the NE8 and the ACAC wrestling tourneys are going to turn out. That's that's a coin toss, but uh, I it's a coin toss. I would like to say that Belmont's going to come out on top, but um, they're really banged up. Um, I think that it's it's going to be too close to call. Um, I'll get an email from Dane Filling, who does all the statistics, and he'll do a head by head matchup for every kid that's in the thing, and he'll come out and he'll have a, he'll have a team score already before they even starts, and uh, he's usually within a couple of points of all the teams. I mean, it, statistically, you can look at it, match up this guy beat this guy, and this guy beat this guy, and you run through all the scenario, and I mean. He'll get pretty close, but I'm not going to guess that close. I just I think it's going to be a really good tournament, and uh, you know, Huntington North is really bringing some strong kids in this year, um, kind of mixing it up. Leo's got a strong team; they defeated Belmont in a dual meet. Uh, Belmont's got a couple of individuals. I think they drew three number one seeds. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it comes out. I'm not going to be predictions. What do you think enemies. about the ACAC? Um, ACAC, I think uh, Adam Central is probably going to win that. They have been wrestling pretty good here lately. I'm Central Jay County. They're gonna they're gonna take their take take their spots. Uh, picking South Adams for third, then between them. Uh, I think so. Southern Wells got some strong kids too. Okay. So. All right. Well, I think with that, we'll uh, we've said enough for tonight. So we'll, we'll get out here. I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. And uh, next week, once again, it'll be a retro Wednesday, throwback Wednesday, if you want, and uh, we'll have some. Some old ball players up here, and uh, we'll have them up here if I have to go lasso them and pull them <laughs> up, I guess. But but uh, hopefully we'll have a have a good show for you next week. So I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Until then, drive safely and stay warm. Let you get away from